0: The dream of home ownership had created, had given us so much, you know, self-respect and pride and self-esteem. And so... have our own. Yeah, exactly. And so I always thought that kind of my, my mission in life was to help people achieve the American dream. And over the last two years, I've really had the opportunity to inspire other real estate agents, which I never ever thought my videos would touch.
1: Welcome to Let's Talk Real with Mel. We are here with the lovely Glenda Baker from Atlanta, Georgia.
0: Welcome. I'm so excited to be here. I can't even believe you asked me. So thank you. I'm so honored.
1: No problem. Yes, and we're here in downtown Nashville. I know. It's awesome. You got to love it. Yeah, country music capital of the world.
0: So no, so I fit right in with all my sparkle. I just think that I'm like Dolly like 1.0, you know, with Do- the hair and the sparkle oh, you're- and the nail. Yeah, everything, you got everything flowing. Yeah.
1: Right. So tell, for those that don't, I mean, for the three viewers that don't know who you are, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
0: Uh, my name is Glenda Baker. I'm a real estate agent from Atlanta, Georgia, and I have been selling real estate since Jesus was a baby. So like 30 years. What? I mean, can you believe yeah. that? And my birthday was this week. And I always say all good people are born in December, me and Jesus. So it kind of just blows with, you know, since Jesus was a baby, like we were toddlers together. That's right.
1: Tuesday was her (laughs) her birthday.
0: It was December 13th. Me and Taylor Swift. Okay. Happy birthday. She might be in town too. She might be. We drove by her penthouse and the lights were on. So I'm thinking that it's possible that she's here.
1: Did you not try to, did anyone knock on the door to see? It's secure. Oh, It's here. It's, I know that's, that's such a, such a, such
0: Such a, a, such a bummer. All right. (laughs) So,
1: how, you've been in business 30 years mm-hmm. in Atlanta, Georgia, serving clients. What made you 30 years ago decide, what did you, you do before before real estate?
0: I designed and manufactured ladies' clothing. Yeah, most people don't know that. So I was designing and manufacturing ladies' clothing in Atlanta. I had actually been making them in my bedroom. okay, And I modeled down at the Atlanta apparel Art, And I went down to interview for a job. And she goes, oh, I love your outfit. Where did you get that? I said, oh, I made it in my bedroom. And she goes, oh, do you think that you could make some more and show them uh, at market? And I'm like, look, lady, you know, I get paid a lot of money to be a model. I just I just sold $125 a day. And she goes, I'll make a deal with you. If you don't sell more than you would get paid, then I'll pay you just as if you had been a model. Pay the difference, okay. You know? And I was like, okay, that sounds reasonable. I said, how many outfits do you need? She goes, I need 15 outfits. I said, okay. So I went home and in three days I had 15 outfits made. Okay. I showed them at that market and I sold $45,000 worth of uh, clothes in that first market. In three days. In three days. De- so, th- I made them in three days. I made them in three days. Oh, and in that yeah.
1: market at that shop. And- so, so you made more than $125 then. She didn't.
0: Yeah. She didn't oh, have to cover the flat. Right. Yeah so yeah and i just never ever looked back i loved clothes and i just i and these were of course they had glitter and sparkle and sequins and so that's kind of always been like my thing is you know can you ever sparkle too much and my grandma name is actually glitter okay wow grandma glitter yeah exactly it's so funny because my daughter said mom i don't think he's going to be able to say glitter i said oh he doesn't need to say glitter today i just want to make sure when he gets to kindergarten." He says, Hey, Miss Jones, this is my grandma glitter. I just want to see the look Miss well, Jones' face. She's gonna
1: say, "Oh, uh, can you say that one more time? What? <laughs> so wow, so so you were a seamstress making clothes, selling your selling your goods and doing very well at it right out the gate.
0: I was, I was, and I did that for about uh, five years. And retail is just tough. I mean, I was selling to um, department stores and it was just the business was just really dog eat dog and I was on the phone with my mom and somebody had written me a bad check and I was like I just do not like this business and my mom said why don't you go be a real estate agent pumpkin and I'm like oh I can't be a real estate agent I get car sick she's not when you drive you'll be perfect and sure enough I went to real estate school and I actually tried to get a job as an assistant because I had a small child I was married I needed like a paycheck
1: Okay, right, right. So you were wanting to be in the business kinda of like a lot of a lot of folks, but you still needed some consistency.
0: Well, yeah, because it's commission only and right. it was like, like I didn't have the luxury of not like getting making money. So I thought, okay, I'll be an assistant. Mm-hmm. And so I went and interviewed and it was these three soldiers. I mean, these ladies were militant. Okay. I mean, they were the reload queens. It was crazy. And so I sit down and going through the interview and then all of a sudden she stops me, like mid sentence She doesn't, that's enough. And I'm like, oh, she's, you're way too bubbly. We'll never hire you. You can leave. I'll like, excuse me? And she's like, yeah, it's not a personality match. You can leave. Wow. And I was like, okay. And then I went and interviewed with these two other ladies. They were going to share me as, you know, an assistant. And it went great. I loved them. They loved me. They called me the next day. and Said, "Hey, Kalinda, it's Irene. I just want to call you and let you know we absolutely love you. We are definitely not hiring you." And I'm like, "What?" She's like, "You're not going to be an assistant for long, and we don't want to train our competition." And I'm like, huh. "I was theft. So they saw they saw they saw something in you. They did, but at that, that time, yeah, the time you that was right. not that was not what I wanted to hear. And so I had been reading a book, How to Develop a Six-Figure Income in Real Estate by Mike Ferry. Mm-hmm. And I had been kind of, and I was, this is back in the olden days when you went and took your test at the university with a pencil. Okay, with it, it
1: bubbles, was, with the little, the number two. Exactly. I, okay.
0: And it took two weeks to get your test back. And so I was waiting for my test to come back. And so I went to this um, broker and I said, hey, I said, look, I've been reading this book. I've done everything this book has said to do. And I've got five people that are going to list their house with me and nobody will hire me as an assistant. And she goes, you got five listings? And I'm like, well, yeah, five people told me they'll list their house with me. She goes, how'd you get them? I said, well, the book said, call everybody that you know and tell them that you're in real estate. Tell them they can either buy or sell. Either one is fine with you and see who does business with you. And sure enough, five people had agreed to list their house with me she "You're hired, right on the spot right on the spot like that was it that those was, other people missed out yeah they, obviously they because they would have had five listings and i would have like given them the listings and they would have paid me my you know 10 or whatever it was at the time i didn't course. even know that there was a percentage that needed to be paid back then they could have probably still paid me my seven dollars an hour and i'd have been happy as a pig in a puddle
1: right you know was funny when i got my i got my license in 91 and and it was very young i was 18 and even eight, um, similar to your story, and and I didn't know what the I mean. We didn't never talked about the money part, and so I sold some new construction houses for the broker who was a developer, and and I got a check for five hundred. And I was like, I thought, I mean, but based on, the, I mean, but I don't know. We didn't know. We just we were happy that we got a sale.
0: Yeah, I mean, and at that point, my first sale was sixty thousand dollars, and so That I
1: was in in Atlanta, it it was Atlanta right. in Atlanta in nineteen
0: ninety two in December, so I got licensed September fourth. My first closing was December the 6th, and... Wait a minute. December
1: 4th license? September 4th. Oh, September 4th license. December 6th closing. Okay, right. Okay, immediately.
0: I was agent of the month by December. Not bad. Yeah, I listed in December, I listed... Uh, so I already had those five listings, okay. right? And then in December, I listed another million two. In the ni- in early... Ni- in 92? Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah.
1: So that was, that had to be like 15, 20 houses at that time, right?
0: Uh, well, actually, no, it wasn't, because I had found, I had, in this book, it said find a farm. Well, I lived in an apartment. Okay. And so, I thought, okay, find a farm, you're going to find a neighborhood, and you want to pick a price range that's, you know, where you want to sell. You want to pick an area where you want to sell. If you don't already live in that neighborhood, if you want to live in that neighborhood, that'd be like a good criteria. And so sure enough, that's what I did. And I found these three beautiful neighborhoods in Duluth, which is outside of Atlanta. And so I started putting my little baby in the stroller. So I would take my car. I'd park at the swimming pool. I'd put my baby in the stroller. I'd walk through the neighborhood. I'd wave Wave with everyone. Hey, how are you? I had gone through with this thing called a camera, not your phone. Back in the day, there was this actual thing, there was a camera. And so I would take a picture and I would say, picture one is one, two, three, Banana Street. Picture two is one, two, five, Banana Street. And so literally, I went through the entire neighborhood. I, and then I took it to the film store. Remember, you had to get the pictures developed right. at a film store. The Kodak stores. Yep. yep. So I got the pictures developed. And I put them in a book, and I pulled the tax records, and I learned and all the old listings, and I put it all in a notebook, a three-ring binder, and a sheet protector. And so then that way, when I would walk along the street, I would know where Bobby and Susie lived. And so I would say, "Hey, how are you doing?" And they'd say, "Hey," and I'd say, "Susie, right?" And she'd go, "Yeah, I'm going to the real estate agent." She had no idea. Right, I didn't live in the neighborhood. Right, none. You've got the baby in the stroller. You've got the whole thing going. Yeah. And my right. car's parked at the song hole. Right. And so I'm going to
1: build a rapport quickly. Yeah.
0: I mean, cause I- I, in, the, in the book, it said, put your picture on everything. People do business with people they know. If I got a little newsletter, put my picture on it. And everybody at the office is laughing at me. I mean, because nobody's putting their picture on anything right. in 1992. Nobody. So I'm putting my picture on it. And I'm sending out my little black and white newspaper, newsletter. And then um, it said preview all of the houses that are for sale. And so I was like, okay, so the house would be for sale. And back in the olden days, you would call and they would give you the owner's phone number. And I would say, hey, Mrs. Jones, this is Glenda Baker. I'm a real estate agent in your area. I'd like to preview your house on Tuesday between 1 and 2. And she'd say, okay. And I'd say, I'm just previewing. I won't be with the buyer. You don't need to leave. And she's like, okay, no problem. So Mrs. Jones would open the the door for me. I would walk in and I'd say, hey, how are you doing? Like, you know, nobody knows your house like you do. Do you want them walking me through oh, and telling me all the amazing things about your house? Because when I have somebody who wants to see it, I want to be able to show it to them through your eyes. And sure enough, they would show me through. And so it just so happened that one of those houses expired in the farm where I had been strolling the baby okay. that I had previewed. And
1: before course, husband, you left your information. I'd,
0: oh, I'd had a beautiful mm-hmm. card. And of course, I had built rapport with her. And the husband calls me and he's like, hey, you previewed our house at 123 Banana Street. My wife was really impressed by you. She asked me to give you a call and see if you would uh, mind talking to us about selling our house. And I'm well, like, I'd love to. I went Christmas Eve. It was Christmas Eve. I sit down with the husband at his office, and I've got my books. Right, and I know oh, though, I you know, know every because I, I already know everything about. As soon as he called me, he goes, um, "I never ever will forget this." He goes, "I live at 3711 River Mansions Drive," and I said, "I said, oh, the White House with the columns, <gasps> with the ficus tree and the pink Spanish marble. I love your house." So I already knew everything about it because I had taken notes when I was there previewing it so then that way if I did have a buyer I could really speak intelligently right so nobody nobody questions your experience when they're enjoying the experience with you and so they never asked me how long I had been in business they it I mean it was crazy I listed that house in December on Christmas Eve I took my paperwork with me and I was agent of the month in December and 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 after that, I was agent of the month every month the next year, except for two. So, so you were definitely agent of the year. Yeah, for that For that next year. I was rookie of the year, agent of the year, because whatever whatever I was told to do, I did it. Because I didn't know any better. Like, I didn't have any bad habits. And Mm -hmm. I I would get to the office at 9 o'clock, and it's me and Carol, the office administrator. I said, where is everybody? She goes, oh, honey, it's real estate. She goes, they'll start rolling in about 11. I was like, really? She said, yeah. So I'm, I'm sitting in a little bullpen by myself and, you know, just kind of looking around. And there was this one girl. She was the number one agent in the office. And I went to the broker and I said, can I move my little queue? And she goes, sure. She goes, as long as there's not somebody else in that queue, go right ahead. And I moved my queue right outside of her office. She had a corner office, big fancy corner office. I moved my cube right outside of her office. I listened to every word that that girl said. If she needed a copy, I made a copy. She needed signs delivered, lock boxes delivered, flyers made, whatever she needed, drop off run. I was anything. I listened to everything that girl did, and no lie, I did it exactly the same way.
1: Yeah, and that's and I think that's the a, a huge lesson that a lot of people, whether it's real estate or whatever business they're in, being a student and learning first, and 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 that service service mentality. You were there to serve and by serving and volunteering and helping, you were learning it was it was almost like an internship.
0: It was absolutely it was an internship and it was a crash course from the absolute best, best real estate agent in the office. And that girl was the number one agent in the city. Okay. So I I mean, like I literally got to to shadow this this agent who like nobody was close to. Cause she was I mean, she was right hardcore. I mean, she was running her business and, you know, at that time she had an assistant, but the assistant was terrible. And so I was always, oh, she needed coffee. I was, nothing was beneath me. I was prepared to do whatever it took and no lie. I was doing good.
1: And then so, wow. So how, how long did you stay in that office?
0: Okay. So this is really interesting. So I was in that office. I started there September the 4th and on March 1st, uh, a lady who owned another company reached out to me, and she goes, um, "You're all the talk around the water cooler. I want to meet with you." And I said, "And I said, oh, okay." And this lady was a legend. I mean, she owned. She was. It was like the only female owned brokerage. I mean, she was a legend in Atlanta real estate. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of strange, but okay. So I go meet with her and she goes I want you to come work for me and I'm like look I just spent $1,500 on marketing and it has this other company's name on it like I, I don't have the money to duplicate that and I appreciate the offer but I can't do that and she goes show me the marketing and I had my briefcase with me and I pulled it out and she goes who did all this marketing I said I did the marketing and she goes you put your face on it you did these business cards? I'm like, yeah. She goes, I'll replicate it for you. She goes, I'll pay for it.
1: Just cover the expense.
0: And I said, are you sure? And she's like, absolutely. She goes, you need to be here. She goes, I've got to have you. And so sure enough, she replicated all that marketing. I made a change in March. I went to work for her and I learned so much about marketing. I learned so much about packaging. I learned so much about um, creating credibility through Proof, and, uh, she changed the trajectory of my business.
1: Wow. That one, that, those conversations, you know, those opportunities come, and sometimes we, as, you know, one, one, you they say, one door, uh, closes, another door opens, and that was definitely a big, wide door.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it was such a great brokerage, and it, and, and in that brokerage, those agents became my family. I mean, they had a baby shower for me. Um, they had, I mean, it was wonderful. It was just, it was an amazing experience. And they, she created a culture, especially for women back in the nineties, her her brokerage was majority women. Mm -hmm. And it was just like a family, a sisterhood.
1: Wow, that's awesome. So bring it forward, I guess 27 years later, what does your business look like now? How many families do you, how do you serve? What is, what does it look like?
0: You know, it hasn't always been, sunshine and sparkle. I I mean, it it just has it.
1: Sure. (laughs) It's easy. All you do is, in this business, we just drink champagne.
0: Exactly. Look at pretty houses and drive around in fancy cars. But um, I went through a divorce and um, was in a position where I was really struggling financially. And it was me and my two kids. And my little son was three, my daughter was 13 and um where i'm doing everything i can i've bought a house no doc no verification of income i mean like literally 100 percent loan you know gazillion percent interest rate got us into a house and we are eating panda express um every night because it's nine dollars and 99 cents i can feed the three of us from one meal and uh, my little daughter, 13 years old, just whatever, she just had so much belief in me. And people always say, oh, I didn't have the option for failure. Well, failure is actually the easiest option. But when I looked into that child's eyes, I knew that I couldn't afford to fail. And her belief in me really struck a chord. And so, um, it, I started my own company from from that from that divorce, and I was I had been left with forty four dollars in my bank account. And from that, I started my own company and I uh, recruited agents. And I had my own company eleven years before it was purchased, and uh, bought a big box company. so, It it was, it was, it's definitely been an interesting ride. There's ebbs and flows Mm -hmm. in real estate, just like there are in life. And today I look back and I think to myself how fortunate I have been because I run a team of five, all, all women, all female team, the staff uh, of two of us behind, two behind the scenes. And last year, or I guess this year, we'll serve 114 clients. Wow. And, um, about two years ago, I started this video thing.
1: Okay. I heard, I may have heard, may have heard, some of our guests, some of our viewers may have heard a little bit. I mean,
0: it's, it's been crazy. I, two years ago, I started this video thing. And I always considered myself the ambassador of the American dream. I remember how proud my own mother was when she was able to purchase a home. And when I had gone through that divorce and then I was able to purchase a home. The dream of home ownership had created had given us so much you know self-respect and pride and self-esteem and so to have our own yeah exactly and so i always thought that kind of my my mission in life was to help people achieve the american dream and over the last two years i've really had the opportunity to inspire other real estate agents which i never ever thought my videos would touch because really, the videos are for buyers and sellers. Mm-hmm. From time to time, there will be agent tips in there. But really, my, my, my videos are designed for buyers and sellers. Yeah, and investors, yeah. And so, agents started following me. And now, every day, whether it's in person or through a direct message or a text message or a phone call, there's someone who reaches out to me and says, you inspired me to get into real estate. You inspired me to change my life. You reminded me that I'm not too old, um, that greatness is still in my grasp. And so for me, that's really been so fulfilling to know. I mean, I barely graduated from high school. I didn't go to college. And to think that people trust me with what is their single largest asset is an honor. But to be able to inspire other people, Mm -hmm. impact their life, I mean, like that is such a huge honor.
1: Yeah, and that's the that's really the next level because as an as real estate professionals, we you know typically we serve you know one client one family. We affect that one family of yeah. two or one or six. Yeah. But what you're doing with your videos. And inspiring other real estate professionals and small business owners, yeah. just real estate, oh, yeah. and other people that always wanted to play the piano or always wanted to dance or always wanted to swim, and you've inspired them to do that. You are affecting, if it's a real estate or business owner, and then all the families there. I mean, literally thousands of your reach.
0: Well, so on average, I have three hundred and forty-four thousand views a day across my video catalog.
1: So, Wait, it, say, say that one more time.
0: So per day, 344,000 views a day on average across the video catalog. Wow. That's two and a half million people a week that see the videos. And the exponential reach of video, and this is the thing, people think that it's about views. It's not about views. It's not about followers. It's not about vanity metrics. It's about value what value are you bringing to your community whoever that community is um and you know there's an attorney that was following me and he reached out to me and he goes you are amazing the way that you communicate the way that you're getting the information out there he goes do you realize how many people not in real estate Mm -hmm. that you're inspiring and so it's really cool especially from an attorney because you know those people are typically stuffy um, it's really cool to kind of get those messages and 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 be reminded that we all had the opportunity to impact someone, to inspire someone, to inform someone with our words, our stories, our experiences, yeah'
1: well, right. and people will look and say, you know that if if you could do it, then I could do it, yeah, whatever, whatever it is, or if you could do that then I can do this. Absolutely. And it's just like you said, the words that that, that inspire and and if three hundred forty four thousand views across your platforms per day, there aren't that many realtors in Atlanta. No. So obviously ninety percent, ninety seven, probably ninety nine percent of your views are from folks around the world that have nothing to do with real estate.
0: Oh, it's crazy. When I get on my Instagram lives, it'll be hi from New Zealand or hi from Australia. And I'm like, am I really something in Australia? World, I mean, it's crazy. You just, I mean, but again, you never ever know when that pebble drops in the water, the effect that it'll have. Like, think about that. Like, you have this once in a lifetime opportunity to make your mark on the world. Like, why would you not seize that? and live your best life every day.
1: Yeah, that's, um, I think, I mean, we could probably stop now, and (laughs) that's you said it, you said it, but that's, what is just, people don't, tomorrow's not promised.
0: No, no, it has an expiration date. Don't kid yourself.
1: Yeah, and we've learned that, if not more than ever, in the past few years. And so, do it now, whatever it is, I would say do it now, you know. Take that swim class, take that piano class, learn how to dance. Um, I've been saying for a long time, I'm gonna learn how
0: to salsa dance. But just... want a salsa contest. You... Wow. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I am quite the dancer. Anna was in Dancing with the Stars in Atlanta, um, where they have, like, a local celebrity mm-hmm. and a professional, and it raises money for, uh, a charity, a charity. And so, um, I did not win the dancing contest, but I raised about $30,000 for charity, and it was wonderful.
1: Wonderful. Speaking of speaking of charity, congratulations. What are what are what are your charities of choice, or how do, what do you do in your community and and communities around? Uh, what are your favorites?
0: So, I have my own foundation. It's called Operation Birthday Cake, and I provide birthday cakes for homeless children. So, um, I was at an event several years ago, and a little girl wrote a, a, a thank you note to this uh, ladies' group about for these sheets and this blanket that she never ever had matching sheets. and these ladies had provided like these sheets with flowers on them and this pink blanket and she said that my favorite thing is the smell of the blanket because when I lived on the streets I had this orange blanket and it smelled bad and I had wished on my birthday for a new blanket but I didn't know if it would come true because I didn't have a birthday cake and candles to blow out, and I was like, "Oh, and I, and the lady goes oh it's it's not time for comments or questions." And I said, "Oh no, 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 I don't have a question. I said, "Um I'll do the birthday cakes and And she's like, "Oh, okay. So they finish up their meeting, and everybody rushes over to me, and they're like, What do you mean you'll do the birthday cakes? And I'm like well, you have a children's homeless shelter, correct? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, okay. So I'll give you a birthday cake for every child on their birthday. I just need to know the flavor and the theme. Whatever is their favorite, just let me know and I'll get that done for you. And they're like, lady, there's like 60 kids in this homeless shelter. And I'm like, all good. You need the cake to feed 60 kids? Super. You need plates, forks, napkins, candles, like tell me what you need. I'll make it happen. And so I have been donating uh, birthday cakes to children's homeless shelters because we take it for granted. I'm sure, you know, my kids, they have, you know, these beautiful soccer birthday cakes, all these kind of birthdays. And here's a child, a 12 year old little girl who doesn't know if she's actually gonna have a clean blanket because she made a wish toward it on a birthday. When she didn't have a probably any food, mm. much less a birthday cake or a candle to blow out, and I was like, "It's such a small thing to me, and such a huge thing to someone else." So I'm taking these birthday cakes and, and either I'll deliver them or a runner on my yep. team will deliver them. And it's Memorial Day, and I've and I'm going up there. It's about five o'clock, and uh, this young man is walking out, and he goes. And I've got the cake in my hands—a bullshit cake—and he goes, "Are you Miss Glenda?" And I said, "I am Miss Glenda." And um, he goes, "I'm kefion And I said, "Hey, kefion I said, "I got your birthday cake. It was birthday." Right. And um, he goes, "He goes. Oh, he goes. I thought you might have forgotten because it was later in the day. It was about five o'clock. And typically we would deliver them while they're at school, but it was Memorial Day. Had a bunch of stuff going on, so." He goes. uh, He goes. I thought maybe you had forgotten. I'm like, oh my stars and stripes, absolutely not. And he leans down. He goes. He goes. Can I give you a hug? And I said, absolutely. Big tall boy. And he leans down and he engulfs me in this hug. And he whispers in my ear, "I've never had a birthday cake before." What? And in and he's 18 years old. So this kid is 18 years old, he's never had a birthday in his life. He's living in a children's homeless shelter. And I whisper in his ear. And I said, this is your first of many because I know that you are destined for greatness. And I thought to myself, that one act of kindness might have changed that little boy's life. At least it let him know that somebody cared about him and thought he was important. And so again, I go back. That's awesome. To you never ever know who you have the fact, the opportunity to inspire, impact, and inform. Don't take that for granted.
1: Well, that's awesome. That's amazing. And that's probably, I mean, and that is, you know, your service is why you have so many blessings just come back. And there's, you've done so much good and put so much positive energy out there. You, the blessings, they will never catch up with, with what you've you know, done. You just continue to serve.
0: I'm so abundantly blessed. You know, I don't think I ever realized probably how close my own mother was for us to, to not have secure housing. <laughs> so, when she moved, when she moved us from Chattanooga to Atlanta, when I was two, we lived in downtown Atlanta in furnished apartment. In a furnished apartment, and you know I'm two years old. We lived there for a, about a year, next door to the church, and the church ladies helped us. Looking back, I can see like how much help my mother received that I didn't know about. I remember when she was able to get a a real apartment, and it was a one-bedroom apartment, but instead of letting me think I didn't have a room, she made a room for me out on this patio that didn't have heat or air conditioning. And that was my room, although I never slept in that room. I slept in the bed with her. Mm -hmm. But you had your own room. But I had my own room. And I think about... All of the things that my mother sacrificed to make me believe that I had a place in the world, um, that I was special, and I want people, I want to be able to translate that to people as well. I want them to know that they're special. I want them to know that there's hope, and I want to help people build legendary wealth, generational wealth through real estate and the dream of homeownership. And I don't want that just for buyers and sellers. I want that for agents. I don't want any agent to be living check to check. I want to inspire them to build their own portfolio of real estate and help other people.
1: Right. And that, and that, that is the goal. So on that note, I mean, what's, what, what do you have? You, I know you have more blessings than you can handle when you're putting it out in the, in, in the universe. What's in store? What's in your future? You know, you've got the five-person team now, you're doing some, I know you have irons in the fire. What, what, do, you, what, do, you, what do you see your biggest uh, changes, positive changes happening over the next three to five years?
0: Um, you know, I think that my as my platform continues to grow, really um, drilling down on my message of, um, you know, inspiring others, reaching others, being kind to others, going that extra mile where you have the ability operating from abundancy i think that so many people are so afraid that someone's going to take something theirs and and they hold it so tight that they smother it and what for me i can't i can't shout from the rooftops enough how to invest in real estate how to get how to be a homeowner affordability Like, do you understand, like, children that are four, five, six years old, will they be able to afford housing when they're 20, when they get through with college? Like, the affordability of home ownership is becoming extinct. And I want to do our military, like, we just went through this crazy real estate market where our military, people doing VA loans, people doing FHA loans, were so disadvantaged in this multiple offer hundreds of thousands of dollars over the list price market that we came from like i want those people should be at the top of the list mm-hmm. like they're protecting us whether i mean whether they're police or fire or military like the teachers like these people are are doing their best for us they should be at the top of the list so really my platform i want to use it to help people get into homes build wealth through homes, and then help real estate agents really level up the service that they bring to the consumer.
1: Yeah, and now, unfortunately, we know that a lot of, uh, or some real estate professionals look at it as transactional no. and not mm-hmm. not in the big picture, no. and being of service like you and, and so many others here.
0: Yeah, you, you. that's the thing, is like, people are not transactions. My, my tagline is, we provide the backdrop, you create the memories. Because people do life in the homes that I sell them. Like every picture on the stairs, every picture in front of the mantel, every picture in front of the Christmas tree. Like people are living their lives in the homes that you sold them. Like how can you not be intimately connected with those people? you are not a service provider this k- job cannot be done online it can't people want to do business with people that care about them and that is
1: the difference yeah and I think people when we get that everyone or you know I know and every everyone that I know that knows you and all of the our viewers out here that know you know that about you that you care about people and yep. and so that that's that's amazing so let me ask you if Um, As your team grows and as you're helping agents, you know, in Atlanta or really around the world, uh, helping inspire those if folks wanted to reach out to you and and maybe they want to buy a house and create some memories as well or sell a home. Uh, What is the best way? Uh, I know you have multiple things. How how will they actually, what's the best way for them to reach you?
0: It's just Google Glenda. Like literally just Google my name, G-L-E-N. N D A. So tun it's G-L-E-N-N-D A. Just Google Glenda. It everything will come up. TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, my Google page, my website, all that stuff. But I want people to reach out to me where they're where they're comfortable. You're comfortable on Facebook, reach out to me there. I want, I am all about attraction marketing. I'm Glenda Baker everywhere on every single platform. And I really, truly believe, you know, it's funny because we're taught put a call to action. Mm -hmm. Put a call to action. Put a call to action. What people don't realize is that their time, someone's time and someone's attention is their most valuable asset. I want them to spend time with me when they need me. I want them to spend time with me when I can inspire them. I want you to spend time with your family. And and spend time where you want, where it helps you. So, I'm, while everybody wants you to follow them and all that kind of stuff, just Google Glenda, and then that way they'll find me when they need me. Two ends, G L E N N. Because my dad's name was Glenn, G L E N N, and I'm duh. He was like he was nervous when he filled out the birth certificate, so he just wrote his name and then die. We didn't even know it had two N's until I went to get a birth certificate. A birth certificate to go out of the country and my mom's like, oh, we'll change that. I'm like, oh, no, 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 I like this. This It's a little bit different, just like me. Right. You know, I'm not here to be ordinary and my name's not ordinary. It's mental. Middle- and you're certainly not ordinary. <laughs> That's not my goal. That's not my goal. All right.
1: Now, normally, I know I, I would have a quote of the day, but I want you to, I mean, you since you inspire me, every time we hang out, I have a, I have a good time. I always learn so much from you every time I see you. But- to you provide the quote of the day for, for today.
0: Okay. So, I have really been on this kick about time and attention. And so, the quote of the day is, don't be distracted from something you should be devoted to. People think that time is your most valuable asset. I would argue that it's attention. Because how many, how many times do you spend time with somebody and you're distracted? So don't be distracted from something you should be devoted to. So be present. Yeah, be present, be with that person. It's not your time that's your most valuable asset, it's your attention. I like that. that- no charge for that yeah, today.
1: No. <laughs> so I know, you to keep, keep the ticket going. Well, I appreciate it, it has been very great having you. All right, and I will see you soon.
0: Thank you, doll. Bye. <laughs>